Welcome to Central Queensland Region's Leading and Learning Podcast. These are informal conversations between leaders about educational issues and initiatives. We share them to inspire and inform you so that you may have a greater influence through your instructional leadership. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land across central Queensland on which we play, learn and work. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening in. Hi, I'm Trudy Graham, your host for the show. I'm an Assistant Regional Director in Central Queensland based in Rockhampton. And my guest today I'm very excited about uh, welcome Jane Grieger and Jane is our first principal guest and of course Jane is the principal at Serena State High School. Welcome Jane. Well thanks Trudy, it's great to have a chat with you today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation Jane. Um, QCE is not an area that I am an expert in at all so this is going to be a great learning opportunity for me and um, what we're going to dig into is the success of QCE at Serena High. Yeah. We're going to start within the usual way with a conversation starter, but I need to let folk know that if you are listening in and thinking the sound quality is a little bit different, that's because Jane and I are recording this through Skype. Of course, I'm in Rockhampton, Jane's at Serena, and uh, the beauty of Skype is we can do this now. So Jane, let's kick off with our conversation starter. And today on topic, what was the most useful thing you learnt at high school? Well, I'm not sure it ticks the box for, box for useful, but it's definitely the most memorable. I learnt to juggle in Year 9 drama, and it is a, it is a skill that can come out at, um, at interesting times. So I, I did learn the value of persistence and determination in learning to juggle, though, when I was in Year 9 drama. So, and I can still juggle to this day, so it's like riding a bike. That, that is, I did had no idea you were going to say that and you've just taken me back because I actually learnt to juggle in my small school principalship up in the Gulf and uh, it is it is a, a test in um, persistence, isn't it, to learn that skill? Absolutely. I didn't want to give up and I just kept going so yeah. got there in the end. It, it's a great um, thing to intrigue kids by if you, you know, want to. It is. I may have used it in our assembly, virtual assembly video the other week and I think the um, year 7s and 8s were impressed. So that was good. I got a little bit of uh, street cred there. That's awesome. Well, Jane, I have to say that um, the most useful thing I learnt in high school was typing. Good old year 9 and 10 in the typing uh, classroom and it was on the old Olympia typewriters and there was only one electronic and one electric back in the day and I'm, you know, mid-80s at high school um, and uh, the lovely Cathy Thomas and what she did to ensure that we were became touch typists and I am eternally thankful because it is a skill I use every day um, of my working life and even outside of work. So I have heard a lot of other people say the same actually. Yeah. It is, and it's um, almost a shame that we don't um, still teach it so methodically to our young people. And I'm going to say we should probably be doing it much younger than year nine or ten. Um, maybe I have a personal belief around probably for year four or five when kids have the um, fine mode skills to yeah. manage a keyboard. But 
Anyway, yes. I suppose suppose there's another argument now too where they don't use keyboards so much because it's all touch screens and swiping and yes. and mini they're screens. Quite, so yes, they're quite good at adapting. They are. Well, anyway, let's dig in. What are the secrets in the success of the QCE results at Serena State High School, Jane? And maybe you'd like to um, lead us in this conversation about talking around what those successes have been. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure there's any secrets per se, but I, I can tell you that um, at Serena High, we've had um, 100% attainment since 2012 with our QCE and QCIA. Um, we do have a, a couple of students who, who have done the QCIA in the past. And I think overall it's just um, a real team approach, I guess, is the key rather than the secret. And it's about every single staff member being on board with ensuring that every student is on that pathway to success for their QCE. And like most schools, we have various different pathways for our students in getting there. And I guess we'd like to think that we start them. I mean, a lot of this data is around and our processes are from year 10 onwards, but I'd like to think that that begins as soon as they get to our school and even prior to that in transition from primary school, where we really start tracking our students um, and really um, differentiating and individualising their programs to make sure that um, we get the very best out of them and that they have every opportunity for success regardless of what pathway they're choosing. So I guess it stems from that belief and um, we have obviously in my book, in my opinion, a fantastic leadership team as well at our school with our, our middle leaders around our heads of department who um, are really on the ball in terms of um, curriculum and we also have great support staff who help us out with the tracking of our students. So it really is just everyone working together and putting all the bits and pieces of the puzzle together to make sure that we get that success at the end. Jane, you're talking there about the people in this work. Yeah. Do you have a shared philosophy across the team? Yeah, we do. It's, it's definitely about um, championing every student to succeed and um, we believe that every student can be successful. Uh, we don't pigeonhole kids. We adapt their plans as they go. Uh, we've even had students who, you know, midway through or at the end of even school decide they suddenly want, they've, they've got themselves an apprenticeship and suddenly they want to go to uni. So we really don't take anything off the table. Um, everything is possible. Um, and that's our philosophy and that's shared by everyone. And I think that's what contributes to our students being successful in this area. Yeah, that's fantastic and that championing every student to succeed is is also a mantra that we use across our region. Absolutely. So, so Jane, for those of us that haven't been to Serena High, can you paint the picture for us around the context in the school? Yep. Um, so where uh, the size of our school, we've got around um, 800 students so that's just been gradually increasing over the years for various different reasons. Um, I've got uh, three deputies and then as, as I said a leadership team of heads of department, nine heads of department and uh, in our senior cohorts so we're talking when we say senior technically year 10 through to 12 but in 11 and 12 we have um, roughly around 30 percent who are 
who planned to go to university and get an ATAR, which was the old uh, OP, and around 70% of students who are either going to get a trade um, in a school-based or apprenticeship or traineeship, or they have some other sort of work goal. So yeah, it's roughly 70, 70, 30. Um, so um, we still in around the year 10 mark, obviously when we're doing their senior education and training plans, we have a look at students and they, as I said before, they do give an indication of sort of where they'd like to head, but we really make sure the options are open for them around what they want to do when they finish school. And we make sure that all our students who indicate that they're on a path or would like to be on a path to go to university, we still ensure that they have some sort of grounding in vocational training um, for a number of reasons. Um, but largely it's, it's to help them get their QCE, but it's also to give them some skills in some areas that maybe they thought they might not be interested in. So that's sort of where we start in our senior years and, and working towards that. And I guess our school has a very large choice around vocational education and training. A lot of our staff members are accredited to, to deliver those certificate courses at our school and we have around 12 qualifications that we can deliver on our site. And then there's three qualifications or VET courses that our students can enrol in the Mackay Engineering College, which is the trade training centre shared by the other high schools in Mackay. So it gives them lots of choice and there's lots of different areas where they can choose a, a VET course basically to study throughout their senior years. So that's sort of our, yeah, where we, where we sit with that and we think that that's a real benefit to all our students. Yeah, and I'm looking at the list. There's, there's quite a range of um, cert courses that the students yeah. can... There is. So we we do have a, a rural skills centre on um, our site. So we do offer things like animal studies, cert two in agriculture for those um, students who are interested in that. We do find there's a lot of students and not necessarily from a farming background that are really interested in those certificate courses because it's sometimes a little bit different and it's obviously quite hands-on. And then we have, uh, you know, your cert one, two and three in business. Uh, the skills for work and vocational pathways. We have a, an engineering uh, certificate. Then we've also, in the last couple of years, brought on, and I know many schools have, a, a Cert 3 in fitness, a Cert 2 sport and rec, and then, of course, hospitality is really popular as well. And uh, early childhood education is also um, a pathway that a number of our students choose, um, whether they're planning on going into that industry or not when they finish school a lot of our students are interested in that so there's lots of breadth to the choices there which um, is one of the components of the new QCE is getting that breadth um, across the curriculum so we we think we've got quite a lot to offer the students in that area. You certainly do and Jane you've got some plans for 2021 in what will be offered in this space as well? Yeah, we're always looking out for different things that we can do based on two things, I guess, really. Um, what the workforce is telling us where there are some gaps and where there might be some jobs in the future. We're always having a really good look at that and also what our students might might be interested in. So in 2021, we're looking at bringing in the Cert 2 Active Volunteering and then a big area of growth, I know, is uh, health. 
So it's CERT 2 Health Support and CERT 2 Community Services Connect and Grow. So we're looking to, to bring those online in 2021. Wow, there's certainly, um, certainly a lot on offer. Very different to the 1980s in the typing classroom. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot. They're sport yeah. for choice. They probably don't realise it though. Yeah, and, and I think too, when I think about your geographic location and the industries around you and, and across central Queensland, you know, more broader than just the Serena Mackay area, but, you know, yeah. it really does hit on all the, the signature industries that uh, our region is known for. Yeah, absolutely. And Serena, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it is just south of Mackay, which is quite a big centre. So Serena's quite a bit smaller, but it's still close enough where um, students and staff can travel quite easily to and from Mackay so that students can get jobs um, there as well. And Serena does have its own, when we're link, talking about the, the health courses we're bringing on board, Serena does actually have its own hospital and that's getting an upgrade at the moment, so we think there'll definitely be um, some jobs in that area. Um, and then obviously all the other bits and pieces, uh, hospitality and fitness and all those sorts of things. And then with the mining industry pretty close by, there's all the other uh, certificates they can do around engineering and um, uh, manufacturing and those sorts of things as well. So yeah, there's definitely lots of scope for them to get a range of different careers out of out of their high school education, really. Yeah, yeah. So, Jane, the interesting thing that I found about the story of your school is the work actually starts way before grade 12. So talk to us about some of the key strategies that, that you put in place across your whole school to help make this work for students. Yep, definitely. Well, as I said, in, in years seven, eight and nine, we're really looking at giving students a wide range of electives outside of their core curriculum areas just to ensure that they have some sort of idea of what they might be interested in, in the future. But I guess a lot of the specific work around the QCE happens in year 10 when they're selecting their senior subjects. And in year 10, we do um, ensure that students um, complete a VET course. So all our students are finishing year 10 and some of them end up doing more depending on their particular pathway and depending on the student. Um, they can end up between with between four and eight credits to go towards their 20 credits that they need for their QCE. So they can finish year 10 um, with, with quite a lot of their, their credits already in the bank. Um, so that we find that's really great and as I said it does help them to sort of choose their subjects and their career pathway in the future as well so they get to choose from a range of some of those courses that I spoke about before um, and then obviously we have the, the set planning or the senior education training planning process where they sit down with their parents one-on-one -on -one, uh, with a with a member of the leadership team and go through um, what they would like to do and how they've achieved their results so far and and have a, a really great um, uh, conversation around what they'd like to do. So we've also brought in their short course in Year 10, we've brought in the short course in career uh, education, which they do in semester two. So that assists with that as well. And our school timetable works so that our year 10, 11 and 12 students have two lessons, two 70-minute lessons a week, which is the senior enrichment program where they can do some of the, those VET courses. 
And as we move through into towards year 12 and those external exams that we're yet to face for the first time, we can put things in place around preparation for those exams and sort of see if there are any areas where students need more tutoring or more assistance. And uh, it's really good to have those two lessons a week to really, and we can do some wellbeing type um, focus with the students as well. So we find that that's really useful as well. So um, that's sort of how we we get things working. And um, from there, like as I said, we try and if there's other courses that students are interested in or things that new staff coming to our school can offer, we definitely take them up on that and make sure that they're included in what we can offer to students to get them as far, basically to get them as far ahead as possible. So we're not panicking at the end that they're not going to achieve what they need to achieve in the last part of high school. Jane, with that journey then for the students, yes. when you find then in and tracking them through 11 and 12 and find that they mightn't be on track, what sort mm -hmm. of things do the team put in place in that circumstance? Yeah, well, we, we've got a great case management process in place. So obviously there's discussions between the case manager and their teacher to, to identify where the areas are that they're not doing so well in. If it's, a, I guess, a wellbeing type concern that we have around the student, which I know um, there is increasing concerns around young people and their mental health, we've got a student services team which is led by a deputy and a head of department that's got our guidance officer and a CEC and all those fantastic people who just work relentlessly around the clock to work with those students to try and assist there. Um, we've also, with the new system, the new QCE system coming in, we've, we've identified that if students aren't successful in year 11 in getting a satisfactory result for some of their, their English and their math subjects, we can actually concurrently enrol them in those units again. So I guess essentially it's sort of like repeating those units in year 11 while they're still doing the year 12 work. And obviously we're quite, we've only, we're only up to the first semester of doing that so far, but it seems to be working really well. And I think it's a bit of a flag for those students. Obviously they've, they've had the ability to be able to achieve those results, but for whatever reason they haven't. So um, we really make sure that they have that opportunity and that that's attainable for them to, to work through and be enrolled in that, those courses concurrently so that they can achieve their results for English and maths. And to do that, we obviously have to have some fantastic teachers who are really quite flexible in, um, in working with those students to make sure that they can achieve those results. So that is working well so far. So uh, we have gone, I mean, that's a, that's an, a, a strategy for our at-risk students. So we've only got a couple of students doing that. But as I said, it's been quite successful to date. Yeah, wow. So innovative. Jane, we've talked about your leadership team. Talk yeah. to me and about the role that the whole staff play in this. I guess... I guess the short answer to that is everyone is, is doing their part, but it's about their communication with each other. We, um, we have a number of different teams who work really closely with our students. I mentioned the student services team before. We've also got basically like a QCE or a senior school tracking team, and we've got a, a senior transition officer who 
assist with tracking. And then we've got a, uh, a data head of department who makes sure that we've got the right processes in place and that we're using the data to inform planning in the classroom. And we've got our data walls um, that are actually purposeful and useful for our teachers and our staff to view students as a holistic picture. So our, our data walls sort of has some areas around um, students who are at risk of disengaging before they disengage. And then we've got our students who we're concerned about around attendance. And our data walls also show our students who aren't achieving in the classroom academically. And then from that, um, we've got a really great snapshot of each of, of our students in um, which we use the track ed, which I know a number of schools use to sort of put that picture together. And then we can identify students who aren't doing well in all of those areas. And they're obviously um, a little further up the case management list in terms of um, how much intensive support they need. So that's where everyone sort of comes in. As I said, everyone's got their own specific roles around each of those things, but everyone in the school is expected to to be able to see that data literally in front of them and to um, adapt their, whether they're a teacher or they're uh, working in the area of support or they're a teacher aide, that they should be knowing which students need that extra support and how they get that support. So that's sort of how we all, we work together around that. How are parents engaged in this process with their students? Well, particularly, I guess parents really um, come on board in a big way in Year 10 when we're doing those interviews for their set plans to move into Year 11 and 12. But we also ensure that teachers are making regular contact with parents around how their students are tracking. So obviously, if prior to there being any concerns, we really make sure we emphasise that they're going to have that initial contact from their classroom teacher and then obviously if there's further concerns after that it moves through to we have heads of year as well um, and if, as I said wellbeing issues go through the student services and then it moves through to our heads of department and then our deputy principals so we really encourage parent involvement you know we run our information sessions and things like that it has been a little bit challenging this year with the COVID situation We've had people adapt really well and we've been doing um, our subject information videos instead of doing the face-to-face -face sessions. We've got our school YouTube channel that we can put those on and all those sorts of things. So it has been a little bit different this year engaging parents, but in some ways we may actually have more parent involvement because it might be a little bit more convenient, particularly for parents who work, to engage in that online space around the information. So it's definitely something that we're going to continue to do into the future, even when we can run those face-to-face -face sessions, is have the option to view the information online. And having said that, we do have a fantastic IT department and for ever since I've been at the school, we've had a lot of information provided online, through email, uh, on our website, through our SharePoint now. So we're trying to cover all bases, I guess, with parents and engage them as much as we possibly can, which is sometimes a little bit challenging in a high school. It sounds like COVID has created some insights into some great strategies that might work 
outside of yeah, this current situation. Definitely. We've definitely got some great learnings from it and um, I can see only, only positives really for us. Um, it, it's been really good and um, there's been lots of communication with students obviously at home and then with parents as well via email, um, which, is, which has been great, so yeah. What do the students say about their experience at Serena High? Our students are seeing them, a lot of them being away from school for the last five weeks. They are really, they're quite active in the community and they're really social kids. So they really enjoy um, doing things face to face and doing things hands on. But they've also, as I said, they've adapted quite well in terms of technology as well. So I think our students would say that they have the opportunity to do a range of different things in a number of different areas. And um, it's sort of like we still have that small school feel, but we're big enough to offer a lot of different things. So yeah, I think that that's what students would find, that they're really equipped to go forward with whatever career they want to do, basically. And it, it really is up to them and how much everything's there for them and all the support is there for them. It's just how much they embrace it. It sounds like a very dynamic place. So, Jane, is there anything else in the Serena High story that uh, we haven't touched on? Oh, nothing immediately comes to mind. As I said, I probably sound a little bit like a broken record, but it really is about that team approach and getting everyone to know what their part in it. And I think it's also about making sure everyone understands how important their role is um, with every student in getting them through their high school years. I think that means that people sort of value the job that they're doing regardless of, you know, whether they're a teacher or they're the attendance officer or they're a teacher aide or, you know, they're, they're the school nurse, um, that we, we definitely value each and every contribution that those people make. So, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing for us. And um, we just keep looking into the future for more and more things that we can do with our students and more things we can offer them. And we just keep on going. <laughs> yeah, that, that future focus is its exciting, isn't it? What's on the horizon and, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. and how we can be responsive to that. So, for yeah. Sure. Well, Jane, thank you so much for sharing the story of Serena High and, and the school successes in QCE and the amazing results that you have achieved on behalf of the team at Serena High because I really do get the message it's a, it's a team approach. Um, but have achieving those great outcomes for students there over so many years and continuing to strive to um, maintain that high standard. So thank you, really appreciate that. Thank you for letting us share our story. Now, Jane, you know that we do the fast five questions at the end of the podcast. So are you interested in playing? Sure. Great. So first one, Jane, when and where was your first teaching appointment? Well, I, I did put I did ask to do country service when I first finished at um, uni in Brisbane, and um, I got Mackay State High School, so I thought that was the country. Apparently, it wasn't, but that was my first teaching appointment. Was at Mackay High, so not very far, just up the road from where I am right now, actually. Wow, Jane, when you think about your work, what was the last thing that made you smile? Oh, 
Well, we've had some pretty interesting times, as everyone has over the last few weeks with, with COVID and learning from home. And uh, I have really loved watching our year 12 student leaders run their own assemblies online and um, they've, they've done a fantastic job. They've just put them all together and they deliver these videos to the, um, to the student body every week and they put so much effort into it and I just think it's fantastic. So yeah, it's been, that's definitely made me smile. Wow, that would be amazing to see. Yeah, it's been really good. Are they available publicly, Jane? Well, we've shared a couple on our Facebook page, so okay. uh, there's a few bits and pieces there. Okay. Um, and they do the the best part is at the end they do their bloopers at the end of their video, which is probably the best part. Oh, the creativity is just yeah. amazing. Jane, what's your best book or film recommendation? Well, I do I do love a good story about sort of like overcoming adversity and um, I do love Aussie authors as well. So I, I always recommend um, Boy Swallows Universe by Trent Dalton and I sort of have that on my desk at the moment and someone usually borrows it and then brings it back and then someone else borrows it again. So I would I'd give that a go. Great. Well, I haven't read that one and, and I have heard it recommended before so I need to put yeah, that on the to read list what about your favorite quote Jane um I do like a good uh Dr Seuss quote but um one that I use with um the seniors at sort of at the end of the year just before they graduate is um never stop learning because because life never stops teaching that's fantastic quote and we'll pop that in the show notes <laughs> Jane, as far as things to see in CQ, what's our best kept secret? Oh, well, um, having moved up from the southeast corner quite a long time ago, I um, obviously really enjoyed the area and ended up staying here. And I just think it's the number of quiet, um, beautiful beaches that we have along our coastline um, are just fantastic and they're just a great place to get away if you need to and I definitely I'd have to say the beaches um, along the coast yep. yep yep I am nodding over here in agreement well Jane thank you uh, for sharing your um, responses to the, the fast five questions and like I said before thank you for taking the time to talk with me and share the story of Serena High I'm sure everyone listening in um, has appreciated those insights and the team approach to get those results for students because uh, I think that uh, collaborative approach uh, across the whole school is, is what makes a difference. So thank you. Thank you, Trudy. If you have suggestions or recommendations for future episodes or you'd like to give us the gift of feedback, whether that's positive or negative, of course, you can email us at cqcommunications at qed.qld.gov.au. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Deezer. And if you know of an educational leader in central Queensland who may also enjoy listening to the conversations, please help us spread the word by telling them about the podcast or forwarding the email that comes each fortnight with the show notes. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Freddie.
you for listening to Central Queensland Region's Reading and Learning Podcast. We trust this conversation has given you the information and inspiration to lead so that every student in our region 